Hi everyone and welcome to Strategy Cafe Special. Uh, we had the conference yesterday so today we'll just be talking through what we learned at the conference and what we thought about it, I suppose. Um, I'm Anna, I'm not Nick, believe it or not. Nick is being silent today and I'll just let everyone introduce themselves. Yep, so I'm Rosanna. I'm Alice. I'm Amber. I'm Nick, not Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what did everyone think about the conference yesterday in the venue and the speakers? I thought the venue was great, so um, I was pretty nervous about it and um, uh, felt like we needed to go outside also just to make people feel comfortable by going to a sort of ping pong club rather than like the <laughs> traditional hotel which everyone was probably expecting and they all looked a little bit lost but then it was nice to see them um like see us out the front with daisy etc and then yeah. go oh that's a relief it's here um and then it was lovely inside wasn't it yeah, yeah. i i really love the fact that we could connect over ping pong tables like i i played a bit of ping pong at lunch and then afterwards and it you know it was just really nice to spend time with people and but not necessarily have to like network <laughs> it sort of took away the awkwardness didn't it yeah it's like everyone can relate to that everyone can give it a go you don't have to be good yeah and the tech tables as well that's it was amazing so i still don't understand how it works <laughs> <laughs> i think it shows the real importance of how environment affects how people respond and how people interact with other people and it is context specific and i think I'm glad that the environment helped people connect, uh, whether it was over ping pong or over the, the lovely food that they provided. I think it just shows that environment is really important for these days to learn and connect with everybody. Also, I think it just gave that fun factor. So, uh, like we, because we had it there, it was a bit different and a bit funky. And um, you know, I think so for me, like quite tense about whether the day was going to be okay or not. Um, and then when I came out at one point and already. Will Abbott and somebody else were playing ping pong. I thought, oh, yeah, it's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're all having fun, which is like the main thing. And then yeah. that'll kind of yeah. set the tone for what we're going to do. So, yeah. I think it, it's also set the tone for who we are as a company. There are a few people there who, who didn't know us, actually, yeah. which is great. I was really happy about that. Um, and I think just you know the venue actually gave them a flavor of what we're like as well a bit, lot of bit weird yeah okay character. <laughs> I was say character would be good, but yeah weird weird right too. right well so, certainly a different approach wasn't it yeah 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 anyway so we've got a few topics um we thought were the main ones so i'm just going to start with the whole body connection thing um came up quite a few times in the day what do we think <laughs> yeah so it was quite a common theme for yesterday i thought it was really great sort of to get people a little bit uncomfortable but actually i think one of the most memorable things for me was um when it was emma's talk and she made us just breathe mm -hmm. and nick did it as well and it was like actually you felt so good afterwards and it's just taking that time it's so simple just yeah. to do that and then when we were telling other people's stories we did it the first time it was fine we did it the second time thinking about your breathing 
and just how much easier it was to get your point across and how much calmer you felt and just how much clearer you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we can talk about the way that we use our breath, but that was a really good example of actually, you know, we're all practicing that and we can all we all immediately saw how just being conscious about the way that we use our breath then mm-hmm. sort of changes the way that we communicate. And I yeah. thought that was really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I also really loved Amina's start to her presentation. So mm-hmm. the start of her presentation was just um, two minutes of silence waiting for her to start talking. Oh my so, God, wasn't that amazing? I mean, I don't know how you felt about that, Nick, and whether you, if you knew about that. Whether you... <laughs> she did warn me. She said, she said, she said uh, <laughs> by the way, the first bit is on purpose, so uh, don't worry about it. I just thought I thought it was wonderful because she just sort of stood there and just levelly kind of looked at us and just was silent for how much like three minutes or something like that. And just in, almost intolerable to be in the position of someone who's supposed to be speaking being quiet and you feel that tension. It was amazing. Yeah. It definitely wasn't three minutes. It just felt like it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could tell everyone was feeling a bit like, is this meant to be happening? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think people gradually did actually just settle into it and then felt okay with it yeah but it took like a good <laughs> a yeah. good few seconds yeah <laughs> but she did say didn't she that actually um we all were pretty comfortable with it and that she's done that before and um, people have reacted quite strongly to that because it's so uncomfortable and that people don't know how to react and there's an expectation that somebody's there to talk it was i thought it was, i thought it was beautiful because it was just a real simple way of demonstrating how our emotions um you know really go out of whack when something's happening that's not what we're expecting mm-hmm. you know and you've sort of we're talking about it through the, the whole theme of yesterday was about how with our bodies we uh, have emotional reactions to the world and they get in the way of the truth and just that silence just like two or three minutes of silence was uh, a real you know um challenge to our fantasy of what should be happening Mm. But actually what was happening was silence and it was a shock mm. and it was so beautiful. I thought it was really lovely. Yeah. Really interesting. I thought also um, the way, so Nikki suggested that we had these <coughs> sessions in between talks. Mm. We haven't actually scheduled them in, um, but just, you know, doing the paper aeroplane thing, just making a paper aeroplane and having a competition, you know, what a great way of just getting everyone up moving and then coming back and actually feeling really refreshed afterwards and by the way some really terrible airplane times yeah <laughs> mine just shocking. Flopped. <laughs> oh, i think mine ended up further back than it started oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were does that mean does that mean you have to pay <laughs> we'll do boomerang next year yeah yeah, yeah. um but I think Nick, you were talking about how we can choose our emotions, and that everybody will have an emotional reaction, and the strength of that depends on our hormone levels. But really, when we're having an emotional reaction, that that is a choice. Mm. And the what are we doing to stop and pause and just think about what our reaction should be? And I right. think just bringing that into the consciousness of everybody in the room, I think, is really important because. Right. You can't really predict when you're going to have that emotional reaction, or that emotional trigger, yeah. and just being really, you know, having that clarity that you do have control over that, I think it's really powerful. Um, so I, I'm going to say this leads on really nicely to, like, what's your intent, um, which was a really good topic that came up multiple times yeah. as well. Um, and, like, purpose, you know. Yeah, I think I think Mark hit this off really clearly with his um, presentation so he was talking about Red Bull 
and when in the first year of Red Bull in their racing, um, actually, what's what was their goal? And it wasn't just to get points on the board. It was we're gonna we want to win this. Our vision is to win the championship, and that being really clear in every single person's mind that was contributing to that year, that that, mm. that racing year, and so. The, the intent was really clear, the vision of Red Bull was really clear, and it meant that for, I think he said, sort of six years or six consecutive years, they won the championship, mm -hmm. and all from that statement of intent, mm -hmm. that was really clear. And then as the day went on, we heard a lot around what's our purpose um, and what's our intent, and Emma making the connection between, first of all, if you're going to be really present, first of all, you connect with your breath, and the second thing is to um, be really clear on what your intentions are. And so she was giving me some really practical tips. So when mm. we you know, turn up to the office, are we really clear on what the intent of all our meetings are going to be? And let's just have two minutes with ourselves, have a, have a chat with yourself about why, you're, why you are going to those meetings. And is that really purposeful for you? I really like that. I definitely want to start this with us, like with our meetings, like just having two minutes away from the laptop before you start meeting. And I think we all do that and it's really bad, you know, we just turn around, start a meeting and still on our laptops or, you know, we're like, oh no, I'll just finish this email quickly. And actually, if we just spent two minutes just have, having finished a task, having two minutes and then starting the meeting, I think. And I oh think my God, it's so quick. It's actually so quick and it makes such a difference. It's literally two minutes or even less, just settle and breathe a little bit. Mm. And it completely changes the start point, which yeah. then unfolds better. Yeah, and it's like it's like a minute. It's like li literally nothing. Yeah, and uh, everyone in the room was shifted. Yeah, in in maybe a minute or two. So I'm going to do that with all of you lot. You know, if you come into my meeting, you're going to have two minutes. Yeah, because otherwise, <laughs> like your mind's in the task, still in the task that you were doing before. You're not fully yeah present. You're still distracted by what you were doing. Yeah, and it was funny as well when we had to check in with ourselves. And how many people actually shifted how they were sitting because they were uncomfortable. So it's just taking two minutes to just check in how you are. And like you said, the purpose of what you're doing. I think that's so cool to do that. Yeah. So everyone can do that. Yeah. So um, the next topic um, that we thought came up and was really important was the leadership gap. Nick, do you want to elaborate? Yeah, I guess this is kind of like a, a key theme in a way. Um, um, and it was in Phil's presentation more more than any other, but I guess it was kind of like a core theme of the day. Um, and um, it, really we're talking about um, how the sort of concepts of what leadership needs to do, what leaders need to do, um, kind of missed the point by looking at the statistics. And so he made a great presentation around, you know, that leaders today got great strategies, got great plans, know what they want to do. They just don't have the skills and so there's this skills gap and those those other people who are not the leaders you know they're the ones that need to respond to our great strategies by improving their skills um and um he was sort of making the point that that's kind of like really misunderstanding what's actually happening yeah. and the stats while they're interesting and when you look at them it seems to make sense and kind of you can get an insight on what the policy shift might be actually the stats aren't really telling the truth they're making a generalization and when you go and speak to the actual people they do have skills but they just don't want to be in that industry anymore mm. and it's a completely different problem um and actually what he was saying is is the issue isn't with people that don't have the skills because the leaders must have some responsibility for that in the first place if it's not them 
actually it's us and I just thought it was really yeah. a really classy point. I think it goes on to the way that we talk about this is you first as a leader start with leading yourself yeah. and then you start to lead other people yeah. um, but so as a leadership team you start to do that and you're leading yourself you, um, is that actually being passed on down to the throughout the organisation so everybody in the organisation should be able to lead themselves and that's not um, a hierarchical thing it's not you get promoted and now you start leading yourself because you're in a leadership position and I think that's where the gap really is is that there isn't much around how we manage ourselves how we lead ourselves and how self-aware we are so mm. that we know how to react and that, that leadership starts from your first job in that first position that you do and that's that transcends all roles whatever you're doing and I think that for me it was clear from Phil's presentation that that's what struck me that's the gap yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what I take away from this because I'm, I'm not a leader I you know I don't, I don't lead people I we work pretty flexibly and we're, we're all pretty you know um we work together on things but when I go to these events, what I take away from it is that I should, you know, I should be leading myself and I'm learning how to lead myself. And maybe one day down the line, I'll, I'll be helping to, you know, I'll be leading others. But for now, that these events are so important to me just because I, I'm learning to lead myself. I, do, I sort of disagree with that a little bit because I think that um, one of the things that Phil was saying is that he doesn't like to talk about leaders anymore. They don't in the Institute of Leadership Management. We talk about leadership and mm -hmm. that um, actually it's us together. Yeah. And so kind of my reaction to this one is that if um, the leader the leader knows about self-awareness their job is not just them their job is for everybody to be uh, helped to get that self-awareness yeah and I think the other thing is that um, I mean yesterday you definitely did lead <laughs> uh, you had a bit of leadership role for the whole day and that's one of the reasons why it went off so well so uh, you definitely <laughs> do lead and uh, you I mean we were people so we were there and I felt quite well led and so yeah. Well, what can I say? Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. So, <laughs> so um, before I get more compliments, um, the next theme we thought was interesting was uh, defining moments of change. So this came up multiple times, um, and I think Mark was speaking most about this. Um, he spoke about the F1 sector and how um in 2008 they were just or rather over the last 10 years there have been so many things that have changed so you know sponsorship that that was how they got their money but now sponsorship has gone um financial crash happened the banks pulled out um cigarette companies there was legislation that came in so they couldn't get them to sponsor and all their funding just disappeared um almost overnight and so they had to radically changed the way they've you know actually acted as a business um and now they're a tech company you know they they create tech um and then showcase it at f1 events so it's radically different i just i really love the way that they took a really bad thing and actually it was a really good opportunity for them and now they're making a real difference in the world around them. It's not actually just F1, they've actually made a really big difference in company, you know, shop companies, um, who's talking about aerospace and all sorts of other sectors. So it's, it's just amazing. 
Um, the other thing I suppose was um, someone actually dying under under his watch. Mm. That was like another big defining moment. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's it's true, isn't it, that the the shocks in life teach us so much more, and that um, when you have that shock, you have to face up. And Nick talked about it in the book, and you know we were all on Hell and and responding to that in different ways, but. When you're up there and you're having something that you're finding difficult or as a shock and it's not quite what you expect you have to you have to learn from that because there's no way out of it you've just got to face the reality that someone died under your responsibility mm. and um you know how do i cope i have to manage this and make sure that that never happens again and so it might not be in that sort of um scale or with such bad consequences but we will all have those events and it's what we learn from those and i guess it's reflecting back on what your defining moments have been in your life that you've learned from that's such mm. a really powerful thing to do i think it's really interesting also picking up on the different paradigms from the different speakers because we had a lot on health as well and one of the comments which just kind of blew me away was um, formula one is way better than at um preventing deaths and um, the health services it's just like, wow, that's a statement. Isn't that an amazing statement? And, uh, you know, the leadership around change in Formula One, I know it's a small, you know, it's smaller, right? And uh, and it's very, very different. And so, you, can't, you know, maybe you can't compare them, but um, the leadership around change and also the response to risk was just exceptional. Mm. And, you know, so many lessons can be taken from that. Uh, it's really interesting. Well, I think as well, going back to the book read the book club black box mm. thinking they sort of highlighted that in there as well so you've got um the sort of a health industry it's sort of hospitals and how there's not really a, an accountability process and you have to put those in place for people to feel safe and feel like they can raise these issues and i think that's what they were saying they've now done in formula one mm. sort of standing up and saying who's responsible for this it's okay but we want to make sure this doesn't happen again yeah, this is great plug for book club there yeah <laughs> <laughs> not being paid to do that <laughs> happening next week by the way <laughs> check it out on the website getting involved page <laughs> i think it's just funny how he sort of highlighted that that change in culture and attitude that was also a massive moment of change where they just thought no we need yeah. to do something differently here and how now they've had they went from 45 fatalities in 45 years to one in 25 years yeah. amazing yeah yeah and that's that was that was um felt by every single person in that organization that day yeah. and you can, May, and 1994 was sticking everybody he was working on yeah, yeah. that date is in their yeah. mind forever yeah. and you can raise performance by focusing on risk really interesting point yeah using safety and using safety, safety increases performance interesting. yeah and there was also I, there was a really great point that mark made um he was talking about you know humans are humans they're going to make mistakes but we should use technology to put the the kind of safety net underneath and just make sure that nothing bad will happen mm. even if something goes wrong mm. even if the human makes a mistake we've still got this, the safety net just to make sure that it's not a, an awful thing that happens and i think businesses could use that and you know it's, it's not just life or death situations right but we should have ways of helping people to learn but also just ensure that you know 
you don't break something that shouldn't be broken. No, I <laughs> yeah. totally agree. And I think that going back to the body uh, part of the discussion earlier, the um, the idea that emotions, um, if you understand them and can go with them, can be incredibly useful. So we heard that um, by being really engaged and quite angry about things and capturing that anger in the moment, you really raise attention about issues and you make people productive in trying to solve those problems. But the same time you need to create psychological safety so that people are not blamed or punished mm. for making a mistake so the anger was used to bring focus and energy yeah. but not to blame and punish and it's like psychological safety yeah uh, it was really important i think who came up with that psychological safety was like the number one issue for the performance it was on one of the slides yeah i can't remember yeah. that so i think that that leads nicely to the vulnerability mm. theme that we saw um and just like having guts to do stuff yeah i think um i think beata was the one who she spoke a bit about it and she was saying when she was starting her business one key moment for her was i think she was in a conference or a talk with someone and she wanted to ask um the minister for something and she just thought, oh hug it i'm just gonna say it. and she did and she got a good response from him and she was saying the talk was quite boring initially but after she did that it had you know positive effects for her and i think that that's important because yeah i mean it's a good thing to just hug it and to just sort of go for it even though yeah, we have to explain the reference here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. 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 So there were a lot of pugs. <laughs> so many pugs on the slide. I mean, it was mainly <laughs> pugs, right? Um, yeah, I think, well, I mean, you've mentioned that just having the guts to do something and just to go for it instead of saying, well, just to hug it and just sort of do it. I yeah. guess, is that well explained? <laughs> um, but yeah. I think that was the main one of the main things we learned, hug it. Yeah. <laughs> Came up so often. She had a lot of hug photos, didn't she? Yeah, brilliant. I mean, you had loads of baby photos, so you, uh -huh. you, you can't really talk by the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a really important um, message in there about being vulnerable and being actually not not being scared of the judgment of other people but um, wanting to make change and being um, courageous to have a voice. Mm -hmm. Um and Mark was talking about how in F1, the team is not just the driver and the mechanics on the track, it's every single person that's contributed to the building of that car, the engineers, the data analysts. And that every two weeks in F1, the whole team gets together and um, where something's gone wrong, it's, it's absolutely talked about without judgment, but you know, and there's a hands up, this is this is what I did wrong and this is how we're gonna move forward. And that's that's not that sort of transcends hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So from the driver, Lewis Hamilton is equally likely to raise his hand for his mistake as so, you know, the the engineer who's just started. And so mm -hmm. that creates a real transparency of what is actually the root of the issue mm -hmm. and it allows people to be vulnerable yeah. um, and not scared from the fear of failure. Um, which I guess is sort of that point about the um, F1 versus NHS and what yeah. you were saying, Alice, mm -hmm. about the culture of you know, admitting to mistakes because that's a positive thing. Yeah. And I it think stops that Google have fuck-up cards. Is it Google or what, whoever? Yeah. There's some company with fuck-up cards. Use my language. Oh, yeah, and you I have to use it them. Out. Yeah, yeah you're, you're supposed to use them, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. And, and if you haven't used them, then that, bring them that, into your that, review. Is, that is a bad thing. Yeah. Because I guess that's how we learn it. Yeah, you learn from putting ourselves out there. And I think um, Emma spoke a bit about it as well, sort of unmasking yourself. Mm. And I think we're all held back for different reasons, whether that's 
age, experience, whatever it is, gender, you know, anything, it could be anything. Well, just um, the beliefs about ourselves, about yeah. those things. It's not necessarily that I don't have the experience, it's just that maybe I don't think I have as much experience as other people, mm. but they might think the same thing, you know. Yeah, you don't know what someone's own <laughs> yeah. thinks about themselves. So I think it's just putting yourself out there. And like I was, I was talking to Beata and I was saying about, I was at a conference and something really upset me that was said. I think I spoke to Rosanna about this. And I, my biggest regret is actually that I just didn't challenge somebody and say something. Mm. And actually it's just to hug it and just, and just do that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a great slide that says fear is temporary regressive forever yeah I think that just, uh, yeah, that's, good that. <laughs> that's a good line yeah 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 I also love that there's yeah. another thing that I think it was Beata who said and it was um you can only be the best you and no no one else can be a better you yeah like you you have to be you mm-hmm. and no one else can do that better than you so just do it okay. yeah there's this real pressure to feel like especially when you go to something like a conference to act in a certain way and I think I don't know about everybody else here but I feel like I'm slowly trying to be more myself and being like actually this is who I am and that's okay and if people Mm. don't like that then I can't do anything about that but actually I prefer to be myself right and authentic rather than Mm. being somebody else yeah it's hard to keep up and I'm probably not very good at that (laughs) I'm quite curious um Amber because um you know you're a young woman coming into the business world and listening to Beata and hearing that bugger and um like just calling it out and yep. sure that was quite cool how did you feel about that is um, it empowering for you to no, hear that no it has and i've heard that a lot i mean not just from her but from other people as well who sort of said to me because i am foremost a bit i do i'm the same as you i'll hear not even in a conference but just generally in a conversation i'll hear someone say something and i'm like wait what did you say and i don't yeah. feel like i have the courage to challenge it but that's also why linking in with what you also said about emma and her and masking i think it is a process and it does take a while for you to come into yourself but mm-hmm. it is a journey I guess it's not quite cliche, cliche but it is and I think when you do find the courage and have the guts to hug it and just be yourself um the person that will benefit the most from that is you but again it is all the process but yeah no I am sort of learning it's yeah. coming that's <laughs> great <laughs> it happens yeah. yeah right well I think that's probably it um we're gonna finish off by just saying that we're doing a conference next year if you didn't come, well, we hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you feel like you almost came, but maybe next year you should come along. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, had and, some, we had some great speakers, didn't yeah. we? And we had just such an incredible vibe. Yeah. Uh, and it was a bit different. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like everyone took away a lot. Tom. The feedback forms say it all, really. Mm. Just going to mention Michael Shapiro because we love him (laughs) out of 10 how much did you enjoy the conference 11 out of 10 (laughs) thank you very much Michael (laughs) so um conference is next year 18th of June 2020 so um you can register your interest in July and just get in touch with us and Yeah, Yeah. save the date, put it in the diary now (laughs) and don't book your holiday then, obviously. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Strategy Cafe Special. If you want to hear more from us or about our events, you can check out our Get Involved page and I hope to see you online.